Hi, welcome to Suplex of Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Seth. Hello. And Forrest. Hi. Wow. <laughs> Two polar opposites of hellos there. I appreciate yes, it. Yes. I have a I have a question for both of you. Yes. How are goo doing? <laughs> no. How are you gooing? Oh no. Oh, that's so much better. Dad goobin. You Jeez. You know, people may think that we're all talking about a a more goo focused game. Um, Not to be confused with, with a, the gunk focused with the game. gunk focused game, yeah. But uh, we all very have different played, things. Extremely, we all have played the Anacrusis together. <laughs> goo gather. Ooh. we all gooed that together. That time I got you. Okay. Um, <laughs> so we have. Played this game. We played episode one together. Uh, I think we... I, I'm pretty sure we have played the series premiere and at least to us the series finale of that game. Uh, um, I'm not sure I will bother <laughs> to pick it up again. If, uh, if, if y'all did pick it up again, I would play it with you, but I'm not going to do that for anyone else. Yeah, no. Right. My own voli- unless we all decide for sure, for we need sure. to... We need to go back. Yeah, um, uh, it's kind of like the island. Of, I feel like uh, like in Lost, where it's like we got to get back to the Anacrusis. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, we. So if you remember from October slash, we may have recorded that episode in November, uh, the beginning of November last year. I think so. Um, we decided to go down the rabbit hole of playing a um, a co op multiplayer shooter together. Uh, along with um, a acquaintance of at least mine and a friend of Seth's, John, uh, Forrest got to meet him last night. Me and Seth have played Apex with him a decent amount of times. Um, All of these things are true. Yeah. Uh, so shout out to John if you're one. listening. Uh, it's always fun to play games with him. Uh this game was, I guess, also fun to play with him. <laughs> I, uh, man, so let let's get to the to the. Uh, I want to explain what this game is, but I also don't quite know how to do that because the story doesn't tell you what's happening. Yeah, yeah, it's not. Like, I I think that it's not really important. Uh, at least I mean, it, they definitely don't treat it as something that's important. Yeah, right. They, there's um, there's not even like a explanation for why things are going on though. Like it's so essentially the Anacrusis is a Left 4 Dead style game, but it's in space and instead of zombies, it's aliens that have taken over human bodies on this like residential at spaceship. Least, at least probably. Yeah, I mean they say that they're aliens, Again, it, but like they're who, like head crabs or something. Like yeah, that. yeah. Uh, but they don't say anything else outside of that, really, at least in what we played of it the other day. So the story's a mystery. So the characters are constantly talking about where they, what's going on around them. Just not ever specifically enough for someone to... To give insight Actually into understand the what those things are. Yeah. Yeah, it's... 
<laughs> so uh, compared to Back for Blood, which we all played, I felt like there was enough flavor text Famously. in that game to sort of give us an idea of what was going on. And yeah. in this one, it is just really poorly written one-liners. Um, but we and... should also we should also say that this is a game that is in like the in-game preview. Like it's not even a completed game. Uh so it might be that they they're going to add that stuff in. But yeah, it's if you're if you're going to play this now for the story, uh you're better off looking somewhere else. But all that said, I'd like we also played almost the entirety. I, I guess we did play the entirety of Back I for think Blood, we did. and only yeah. and only at the end found out what the name of the city that we were in was. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Uh, you're, you're I thought they wrong. said it throughout the whole game. I feel like I remember hearing that a few, like the it name dropped a few times. I don't remember okay. that. We, I distinctly remember us multiple times. They did say the name of the city a bunch of times, but but it wasn't said in know a way that, that it made... was. We didn't know that it was referring to the city that we were in. Yeah. So I like. I don't know. Uh, again, it's it's a game that's in a preview, so don't come looking for the uh, story here. Yeah, but I do think I I honestly I did think we had fun. I think we did too. Um, um performance wise, it's a little choppy, but like the gameplay is oh, yeah, fine. It's, it's shooting it's quite shoots, choppy. <laughs> I think aims. saying it's a little choppy is <laughs> you're being very kind. I <laughs> it's hey, consistently a, a little choppy. It is consistent in the choppiness. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I wish the guns felt like they did more, uh, yeah. Or at least, yeah. Um, they really just kind of po- point and shoot. Um, and I wish there was more of a every variety. Eni- every enemy kind of just dies really quickly. Yeah, uh, I would like to shout out one of the special enemies called the Goober. Yes. Uh, Look, undoubtedly the greatest th- the greatest thing about this game <laughs> that we experienced was. The way every single character yells things whenever there's a special <laughs> enemy, every character, everyone um, chimes in. Yeah, every single character yells the name of the enemy that showed up, and you know they all say it in different tones of voice. Uh, and you can also like left click and and make them make the characters say the names of the enemies, or what was the thing called that we kept finding? The matter like to, converter. Yeah, the matter compiler. Compiler. The matter that's compiler. what it was. Yes. That was great. Yeah. This game Found is very passionate compiler. about its proper nouns. Uh, yeah. A matter compiler. Uh, Found a matter compiler. Got a matter compiler here. There's a matter compiler here. <laughs> matter compiler. This is what this is what our experience in the game sounds yeah. exactly like. And the game lets you spam matter compiler. Like, your voice lines when you when you uh, highlight something. Yes, it's fantastic. It, it was honestly it quickly my th- became it became what the game was to us. Yeah, I think it's my favorite part of the game so far. It, it doesn't. Part of the reason it also became the game is because this game doesn't have sprinting in it, <laughs> and so every time I would go to sprint, 
I would ping yeah, something that's because <laughs> when you that's clicked funny. in on the left stick, it pinged instead of sprinted. And yep. so I was like, I was just leaving pings yeah. everywhere. And normally in um, games like this, like the player movement speed is usually a little higher than your regular shooter. But uh, in Anacrusis, that is not so. So in fact, if you if you take too much damage, you start to limp. Which like I think hard, honestly like is a turtle's is, pace. It's like that is a cool game mechanic on paper, um, but in practice, it's it's one of those things. It's like okay, I see where you were going with this, but I don't really see how this in, increases it like benefits the experience at all. Yeah. Um, and so there, and and it's something you forget again. It's like many of the things in the game that it doesn't really tell you what's going on. Um, and so all of a sudden you'll be just like really slow and asking yourself, why? Why am I so slow? And then it turns out it's because you are low on health. Which yeah. drops pretty quickly, I might I, add. Uh, one of the hilarious kind of matter compiler. I felt like was uh, there was a section we had a uh, particularly hard time with. <laughs> it took so and long. And I decided... I think I could just run through this speedrun strats, and I just kept saying yeah, speedrun we, strats. We kept and then I those speedrun strats. I ran straight through the level <laughs> all the way to the end, while the rest of us were maybe like halfway through it at the yep. most. Uh, it was fantastic. Uh, that was probably the most fun I had with that. <laughs> that was my melee build uh, yeah. moment. Yeah. Where yeah, for fact and for and and dear listener, lest you think that this was a good strategy, you must you must also know that every uh, every player has to be present at the end in order for the level to progress. Yeah, that was the only real hitch. <laughs> um, was getting so what he really did end. was succeed in spawning a bunch of enemies that he left behind him <laughs> yeah. with the rest of his head to They were chasing me until I died at the very end, and then you finally got me back. And then yeah. you ran ahead again. Yeah, of course That's I when I started trying stress. to follow you a little more closely. Yeah. Um, but I, it still wasn't enough. I can't. I can't be held liable for uh, <laughs> how the game works when I speedrun strat. So, listen. Um, this game, I think it's fun enough to download and experiment with. Uh, but at the same time, tomorrow, yeah. Rainbow Six Extraction drops, and I think that's going to be a more fun version of this game. Yeah. Uh, Maybe. I mean, we'll see. And you know, it'll be perfect because we will experience this game together. Yes. And Forrest is not going to play it ahead of time like he did with the Anacrusis. I love you guys. Yes, that's true. I'm sorry I got bored <laughs> the other day. There's like a hundred plus games on Game Pass. And but Forrest I only is like, wanted, I'm going to play the game. Uh, yeah, I only wanted to play one. Uh, and really, I never would have known if you hadn't changed the, your character's banner <laughs> in the game. Yeah. You said like wait. You did. You did one of the the few the one customizable thing that, that is available me that you can change. No, yeah. but some the other ones like like you can go in the list and there are a bunch of spaces for customizable things, but none of them actually have any options except for the character banner, which the is the one that you banner. did. 
Yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, yeah. It was a very so, fun time. Again, and, it was and great. it's one of those things where, like, it is, you know, it's difficult to separate if the if you were having fun because the game you were playing is fun or because of the people that you're playing with. And in this case, I will probably um, lean more towards the latter. But the in this instance, uh, like the gameplay itself is pretty um, rudimentary. Uh, like it is, it's like Forset is basically just Left 4 Dead, um, but a really early build of Left 4 Dead. Yeah. Uh, but it does have that kind of janky good quality to it, where stuff it doesn't feel like everything sort of works the right way and in a strange way it that ends up it ends up being entertaining and then can move into aggravating but then circles back into being entertaining again um it it was a fun time yeah yeah of course i would have i'm so glad i played it this way because any other way i not sure how i would have received the game Agree. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> also, I think I think I question that once... the AI's capabilities in this game oh. after yes. playing. I, oh yeah. my gosh! Imagine playing this single player with <laughs> just yourself. That would be. It'd definitely be an experience. Yeah, I don't know. If it'd be yeah. Um, Maybe not say? a good one. I I think the. I think I would like to go back to it when the actual. Um, full releases out and see where it's at. So, I join you. So what's weird is I looked it up and everywhere it says the full release is January 13th. But that's... It can't be it because it says it's well, in the access. Yeah, it clearly says that it's in um, uh, game preview is what right. Microsoft calls their early access thing. Because so um, I also looked it up. And yeah, it does say that. But maybe, I mean, maybe that's just what it is, because you could, like, with hate when 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 Hades came out, it was also an early access game that they continued to right. develop until it was ready to release on other consoles. Um, but again, that that doesn't that doesn't really apply here, uh, because. The releasing on like because it started on PC and the releasing on another console it was still in in game preview so I don't know I don't really know how to describe it it's definitely not a finished game um, and presumably will improve over time yeah I'm excited to see uh, how it changes and I I'm willing to go back once it is done yeah because um, one of the things I did like was. Uh, I didn't like the Back for Blood deck system, really. Um, but the matter compiler gives you, like, a random, like, a matter of perks. Uh, and so those were all kind of fun. Um, and I would rather just have, like, come across a, a item in the game that gives you a random perk than, like, have to build a deck before yeah. I play it. Strategize. A uh, and I know that that's, you know, that's my own personal thing. A lot of people probably love that deck system and have, like, optimized and whatever. So 
good for you if that's you, uh, as not me. Um, but, uh, let's, let's not spend too much time on it, but did anybody else play anything of note, uh, besides our dabbles in the, the, uh, visiting the Anacrusis? Uh, I started Spider-Man PS4 and... Uh, I'm like halfway through it well, right now. Technically, Spider-Man PS5. PS5, yeah. Because it's the remaster. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I'm about halfway through it, enjoying it a lot. But I feel the story pacing. Like, I'm I'm a good portion through the game in the Sinister Six stuff just has not started happening yet. And I feel that's a little bit meh to throw them in, in like a third act sort of way. Mm. Well, you're going to keep feeling like that's a little meh then. Yeah. But. Otherwise, I mean, it's just how fantastic. the game wraps up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, you're. It's all good. Yeah. So, enjoying it greatly. Uh, Seth, Have you did found you play any matter compilers? <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, yes. No. In fact, I have. Um, I have been playing a game, and I in fact finished a game, and that game was Psychonauts Two. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um. I started a couple weeks ago and just the other day finished it. Um, the reason we ended up not recording last week was because I said, hey, if we if we wait, I'll be able to talk about this. Um, and at that time, I, I was expecting like that I could finish it the next day. But then there was a whole chunk of the game, um, like a whole new area and, and, a, and, a, and a few new worlds that were previously unavailable to me. So I was like, ooh, more stuff, um, which was cool. Uh, yeah, th- so th- um, I never played the original Psychonauts. Um, like, I, it was a cult classic game, so I knew about it, and I was familiar with, like, Raz, um, and I knew it was a Tim Schafer joint. Uh, but other than that, I, I didn't really know anything about it. But because of all the the praise that Psychonauts 2 got, and because um, I knew it was like a 3D platformer um, in the vein of uh, great games like, you know, Banjo-Kazooie and stuff like that. Though though it really, it leans, I think it leans more into the, the... I want to say the GameCube generation, but that generation of games, uh, and of course, it it the original was a um, 360 game, so right. it wasn't too far. It wasn't too far removed from back when those games were. Um, Wait, was it still an original Vogue. Xbox or was it the 360 game? I thought it was a PS2 game. No, it was not a PS2 game. It's not a PS2 game. It's uh, possible it was original Xbox game, but I don't think so. I know it was on 360. I... Because the version you can download on Game Pass is the 360 version. It was released on Windows, Xbox, and PlayStation 2. Hmm. Wow. Okay, this ge- the game's a lot older than I thought. Um, and, of course, that probably explains why I never played it. Um, it was but released yeah, so- first on the Xbox on April 2005 and in June 2005 on the PlayStation 2. Yeah. Huh. So that's, like, right at the end of both of those general life cycles though like the 360 and the ps3 were very close to launch by that point yeah within the year or next within the next year yeah 
So, um, the luckily, the gay, uh, certainly the people at Double Fine knew that this was going to be uh, the case for many people. Um, and the game opens with like a very uh, in-depth cinematic about th- what happens in the first game. Um, oh, that's good and, to know. Yeah, and then it jumps in like immediately, presumably immediately after the end of that game, um, where you are in the mind of... Uh, who I assume was the final boss of the first game. You're in his mind and trying to interrogate him. Um, and then it moves into the, the, the bulk of the game, which is Raz going to the um, Psychonauts headquarters, getting uh, inducted as an intern into the into the agency. And the Psychonauts in this world are um, spies with psychic abilities, and they go into people's brains and stuff. Um, which seems like a cool setup for a game like this because since everything is happening in people's minds, it allows for the worlds to be basically anything. Um, but the game is not, it's not really about spy stuff. Um, the game is in fact more, uh, interested in, uh, the different ways people deal with trauma and the mm. different the different things people need to heal from those traumas, mm. um, and so like you as Raz uh, go into the minds of um, now. Um, admittedly, the the first trauma that you are helping someone heal from is something that Raz causes by messing around in someone's brain. Um, but then 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 you move to other people. There's like this overarching. Uh, you find out in at the end of the first mission that there's this cult, basically, that's trying to um, revive this ancient evil uh, psychic warlord um, who the Psychonauts defeated years and years ago. Uh, and you end up... Like, you end up finding more about that story when you delve into the minds of, of the, the original Psychonauts... Um, who were involved in that, but it's sort of it's. It, I can't really say that it takes a backseat, but because the stuff the um, with this this cult is sort of directly intertwined with you going through the minds of these people and and helping work through their traumas and stuff. But um, but it, it is sort of it. It's sort of there as a way, like a way in. For for the characters to to sort of talk about these other things in their life, um, but it's it, it's a really good game. The um, the I will say at the beginning, I thought it was really kind of it felt the 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 physically just sort of felt kind of off because Raz moves at a at a sort of weird speed, right. um, for like his body size and like the world size. Um, and there is kind of like, uh, like all these games, they have a secondary motion ability that allows you to move faster. Um, and you do have that, uh, but, and, but it's, and it's, it's, it's sort of slippery. So it's, it's sort of, it can be hard to use in different places. Um, so it was sort of weird at the beginning, just getting used to the physics. Cause when I go in, into a game like this, I have sort of a, idea in my brain about what it should feel like 
based on previous games that I've played like that. And it didn't exactly conform to that, but as I played, like, it, that, that feeling went away, like, once I got used to it. Um, and I ended up feeling like it, it does feel really good because of the, especially when you get more abilities that help you zip around in different ways. Um, the combat is fun. Uh, a lot of times in games like this, the combat can feel like a drag. Um, but there was uh, a, a very distinct, there are distinct types of enemies that all have their own different gimmicks. And it like continues to introduce new ones in a way that doesn't feel overwhelming. Um, and gives you reasons to use the new powers you acquire, like out outside of just using them for traversal. Um, the worlds are really cool, uh, and the game is absolutely gorgeous. Like it definitely, um, it it has a very distinct art style that is, um, it's it's striking. It's kind of grotesque up close. Um, it's sort of like a it's not really claymation, but it's sort of adjacent to that. Um, and, like, I, I imagine it was something that was probably born out of, like, like all the best art styles, honestly, in, in games. They seem to be born out of, like, console, li like, graphical limitations. Um, and I think that the jump to, like, the Series X allowed them to really pushed the way that looked into a very, very distinct um, way. Mm. Uh, so it's a really cool-looking game. Um, with and they, they definitely they use the kind of supernatural world to its full extent to um, make the, the, the areas that you are in have really weird stuff. Uh, it's really cool. The, all the characters you meet are super great. Um, I don't know how many were like carried over from the original ones, but certainly a, a, a few were. Um, the music, man, the music is fantastic. It at different times like evoked like three D platformers of the sixty four generation. Um, there were times it sounded like Kingdom Hearts to me. Ooh, um, it's it's the music is really really good. Uh, there's an. Jack Black sings an original song in it. Um, of course, he's nice. also he, he also voices one of the characters. Of course, uh, which was surprising when I first heard it, because uh, like his voice is kind of distorted when you first meet his character, and I was like, "What? Who is that?" And then, I, and then you know, eventually he says a line that has that typical. It has his voice, and you're like, "Oh, that's Jack Black," and I was like, "Oh, that's cool," and then I remembered that he and Tim Schafer have a history. Um, if only there would be a brutal legend too, one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe not. Uh, there was also another sort of celebrity casting, and that was uh, Frodo. <laughs> oh, Elijah Wood. Yeah. yeah, Elijah. Elijah Wood was one of the characters. <laughs> I love when he's or on just things. Frodo himself was Fro. No, <laughs> no, it was Elijah Wood. Licensing yeah. to. No, no, no. <laughs> And there was, I forget who the character was, but, oh, it's one of Raz's siblings that you uh, meet maybe like a third of the way in. And I was like, wait a minute, I know that voice. And it was Yuri Lowenthal doing oh. uh, essentially the Peter Parker voice. Like, nice. I, I, I have to imagine that that's just his voice in every game um, <laughs> and that I only know it now because of having played Spider-Man. Right. Uh, but yeah, this so... 
this is a really good game. Um, super, and and it also, like, it wasn't too long. It did. It never goes to like Donkey Kong sixty four levels of collectibles that you have to find. Um, it was actually interesting. Like the first through the first stage, I was like kind of disappointed in the sort of collectathon stylings. But as you get into the more open levels, um, there there are more things to um, to, to collect, and and also it 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 hits a very good balance of like. There being stuff for you to go get, uh, but also not being overwhelming. Oh, being overwhelmed by, oh, oh my gosh, there's so much stuff. And s- amazingly, I didn't even 100% this game. Uh, like, I never really felt that kind of compulsion to go back and collect stuff that I had missed. Um, which is which is definitely a rarity. Uh, and the, the game itself, like, was... It, it also wasn't super difficult and it was very forgiving in times that like you lost health and died uh and and allowing you to respawn um like basically right where you were so it's just a really superbly designed game really really good i enjoyed it a whole lot and i understand why it was in that kind of goatee conversation um i think it do- it does have a lot in common with a way out which is interesting uh, that two games like that came out in in the same year and both kind of got a, a lot of praise. Uh, but yeah, this game, Psychonauts 2, super good. Definitely a suplex certified game. Um, and I imagine at the end of the year, it'll be one that I'll look back and be like, yeah, that was that was really good. Good. I'm really glad. It's my early I... game of the year and also <laughs> I think the only game I've completed this year, but you know... There it is. Yeah. I there's a reason why I let both of you talk about stuff you've played. Um not cuz I have played nothing. Um but for some reason this past week has been uh old games and also uh battle pass time for me where yeah. I've just been playing a lot of uh uh almost done with the Halo battle pass, which means I'll be able to put that on the shelf for a little bit. I'm halfway through the event that started uh, yesterday. I'm almost done with the event. I got like one mission left. Yeah. Uh, I, I've i been playing um, Picross, as always. Of course. And mm. I bought... Hey, that's technically uh, new. It, no, no, no. I haven't... I, I won't buy the new one until I beat the old one. And I still have the last page. Uh. Um, but... Uh, I have been playing, I want to get the name right on this, uh, I bought this game, and I it's got one of the complicated names. It is the Disney Classic Games Aladdin and the Lion King with, um, crap, I'm not going to open it up. It is, there's a third game in there too. Um, it's Aladdin and the Lion King and something else, Jungle Book. Mm. Uh so it is essentially just the classic Sega and Super Nintendo versions of these games. And now, the reason why I finally bought it, because this has been out, it finally includes the Super Nintendo version of Aladdin, which was the superior one, Everyone in my says opinion. Yeah, superior version. Um, I know it's not as sexy for some of you because it doesn't have a sword in it. 
because back in the day, Nintendo was very much a stickler about that stuff. So there wasn't blood in Mortal Kombat and Aladdin couldn't have a sword. So he could have a sword in the Sega one. Um, but uh, I have beat Aladdin technically <laughs> this year. Nice. Uh, I have not beat Lion King because that game is really hard. Uh, Should we expect uh, Aladdin to show up at the end of the year list? You never know. You because never know you never us. know how many times I may beat it. Because that's one of my favorites. <laughs> I will sit down for work sometimes and... Just because of the music of that game, let like a playthrough sit uh, on the like YouTube or something, yeah. and just listen to the music while I'm working. Nice. Uh, like I, I have, like that game is ingrained in me um, from when I was a child. So the that game is great. I'm so that was worth the thirty dollars I spent on the. I bought the cartridge for some reason. I should have bought it digitally, um, but. It's a great game. Um, but it's like they're they're all like very similar, like, you know, left to right platformers. Yeah. Um, so it's it's nothing like it's special to write home about, but it's it's something that's special to me. Yeah. Um, other than that, um, other old stuff they released. I, I don't think I talked about it on the show, but they finally released uh, Zombies Ate My Neighbors on the switch uh and i bought that also <laughs> and it also includes the ability to um do like a save state so you can save it and come back instead of leaving your nintendo or your super nintendo on nice on a pause screen overnight uh cuz you got tired so that's been fun to play and go back to um shout out to so sgdq or no, AGDQ, AGDQ was this past week. And one of my favorite uh, speed runs that they did was like within the past couple of years, they did a Zombies Ate My Neighbors one where I learned that if you let all of the neighbors die except for one set, you only have to save one set of neighbors for the rest of the game as long as you don't save any of the extras. Speed run strats. Um, so you move through the game faster and you move through the levels faster. Um, so... That was kind of fun to watch. Um, but yeah, that's what I've played. Uh, well, I will have more exciting stuff for you next week because uh, a ton of great games are coming to Game Pass tomorrow. <laughs> um, Death's Door is coming to Game Pass. Great uh, game. I'm excited to play it. Um, this game called Nobody yeah, Saves play the it, World. And then we, we, can, we can get it on, on that goatee list. As it yeah, should have yeah. been last year. Although I I I stand by the integrity of the list that we provided, but yes. Death's Door you was mind knocking on was it was knocking on the death the, the door. Not Death's Door, <laughs> but it was knocking on the door. Um Nobody Saves the World. That game looks really interesting. Uh there's a lot coming to Game Pass that I'm excited about. Um so we'll see just how much of it I get through it. Uh and the backbone will probably help me with some of that. So, all right. Um, with that, we will take a break and we will be back with the news. Hi, Big Joe here, and I'm here to tell you to check out Suplex the Sticks on all social media platforms at, at Suplex the Sticks. 
Links for the socials and the invite to our Discord are in the show notes below. Subscribe and review the show on your favorite podcatcher. And while you're at it, let your friends know about the podcast. It's the best way to help us grow our community. And with that, back to the show. And we're back. All right, let's get into this news. Last week, on the day that we were going to record, I'm pretty sure, if not the day before, we got a Kirby and the Forgotten Land trailer, which I had sort of forgotten was announced. Uh, Just like the land. Yeah. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, this nice little two, three-minute trailer dropped, and... um, it basically confirmed that there's going to be co-op in this game and that it's got a release date of March 25th. Um, one thing also of note is that it's not going to be an open world game. It's going to have a level structure. I'm very okay with that. And you can, like, it's going to have all the levels. You you walk around the thing and choose the level i think that's ultimately for the better because kirby has been a very 2d based series like i think them already making the jump to 3d is big i them to then make the next jump to open world at the same time i think is a little too well hold on there has been an open world kirby game air ride yeah air ride i'm talking about kirby and the and the amazing mirror which was like I mean, it was a 2D game, but that game a, had an that open is a world. Metroidvania game. Yeah, but it's it's it's. I think it's as close to what an open world is in a 2D space. I mean, a Metroidvania would, is technically an open world game. Technically, but like, I there's mean, still open world areas did not start be- in like open world didn't start sections. becoming a thing until before 3D games. So it's, you know, it's, I actually had this not, conversation with some not, the other day. It's certainly not a one-to-one. But, yeah. Like, but they it, have, it meets a lot of the criteria for an open-world right. game. But Kirby but like, has, in the past, had been on an adventure in, like this, in a very large, kind of seamless world. I mean, you could argue if it's seamless or not. Uh, I would argue but, it's not seamless. Well, <laughs> it's a lot of interconnected spaces. Um. Certainly, like, you can't, you're not, yeah, it's not seamless. There are definitely seams. Um, but I think that it, they have shown that they can do a thing like that. And you could also argue that, uh, I don't know if you, this would be a successful argument, but the, um, <laughs> what was that stupid thing in Superstar called? You're already uh, the over Great Cave one. Offensive. You're on me, buddy. The Great Cave Offensive in Kirby Superstar had a massive world that you could just, and that had it had an ending. It had, had a lot of point, seams. The uh, it had a, it had an ending point, um, but you could just basically go wherever in it. I mean, it also depends on what criteria you're calling of an open world. Like, I mean, it's it's fine. It's it's going to have big open levels, uh, and it looks really yeah. It's going the Mario 3D World style of. Design. Yes. Yeah, which I am very okay with, and and all the people that were so that were clamoring so desperately for uh, Bandana Waddle Dee to be in Smash, 
can now play as Bandana Waddle D in co-op with this game. We love it. You yeah, know. the the plot of the game seems to be about freeing Waddledees from people who have them enslaved, which is kind of dark. Uh, <laughs> but also, yeah. it is. It yeah. does seem to be in a post apocalyptic a post apocalyptic wasteland. Um, so apocalyptic. Mm. Yeah, mm. I guess mm. there are goos in Kirby. I definitely call it. Wouldn't say it's goo apocalyptic. <laughs> that's more like Splatoon. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that is that's that's definitely Splatoon. Um, but yeah, so, March twenty. Uh, also, the uh, Nintendo of Japan and Nintendo over well, the Kirby Japan Twitter account, and then the um, Nintendo of America, probably the Nintendo Japan Twitter account, but Kirby um, Japan Twitter account. Twitter account, excuse me, they tweeted out. This is it's breaking you. Saying, yeah, yeah. These there's too many words. I'm trying to read and speak at the same time. Um, on what day was this? January twelfth. They said 2022 marks the 30th anniversary of the Kirby series. Please look forward to a variety of Kirby 30 activities coming soon. And they gave they put out a nice little Kirby 30 wallpaper. I love that wallpaper. <laughs> it's uh it's almost more than uh it's almost more than they did for you know Legend of Zelda last year <laughs> at all. Uh you know. Yeah. Listen, I think Kirby deserves it. So So what other Kirby things do you think we could get this year? Uh I would love a re-release of the Game Boy right. Advance. Kirby games. Just the Game Boy Advance. Uh, that too. I mean, uh, I would like a new 3D uh, or a new like up version of Kirby's Dream Course because um, mm, that's like that basically be... the only Kirby game I've played. Mm. Uh, highly cool. recommend Amazing Mirror. Also, yeah, Superstar is... So Superstar sure, put that great. on something I can play it on. Yeah. I'll Superstar. Just, I'll just on. let you borrow my 3DS and Superstar Ultra. I'm too. I'm, but I'm Superstar too far is gone. on the Switch. It is. How? It's on the Super Nintendo thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, there you go. I've played Maybe through I'll the play. whole thing on there. I don't know if I ever talked about it, but I I did play <laughs> through it again on on Switch. It's super fun. I mean, and I didn't talk about up. it, but I I've played through it's Yoshi's bro- Island on the Switch again. Yeah. So it's and. The cool thing about Superstar is that it's like it's like five different Kirby adventures, and none of them are all that long. Um, and there's a uh, a game where you punch the Earth and crack it in two. Oh, so it's Asura's Wrath. Well, I guess it's not the Earth; it's Pop Star. <laughs> That's a deep cut for people. Yeah. That's only like four people bought that at the GameStop I worked yeah. at. Uh, Honestly, I'd like to say that again. (laughs) Put that in freaking 4K. Oh, baby. Oh, man. I remember being like, like, Seth, you got to see this game. And you were like, what is it? (laughs) Oh, yeah. That was good. Man. I'm trying Um, to think. I I, I just don't have like a great archive of 
Kirby knowledge. So I don't really know what there would be for them to do outside of, like, you know, if they finally brought back Air Ride, that would be dope. Air Ride 99. Oh, baby. What was the game on the DS that I, I did try to play? And it, I don't think it Squeak worked Squad? Out. No, one where you draw the line. Canvas Curse. Yeah. Uh, n- uh, yeah. I tried to play that one. I don't like it too much. I Same. stopped. I love Squeak Squad, though. I think that game's very underrated. I've heard that Planet Robobot is like a must-play top-tier yeah, game. I need, I, really good. I need to play I've, that. I've never played it, so I don't have any clue. Um, My issue but, has always been that I... I In playing other... So I never played the game any of the Game Boy Advance games, which is probably the issue. But in playing any other, like side-scrolling Kirby game, they never had the same kind of feel and physics as Superstar did. So I didn't. I never felt any of them were like, like they felt good to play. Like they always feel sort of slow and clunky. Where Superstar f- felt like zippy. Um, so. I've I've never been huge into all these different Kirby games. Like I tried to play the uh 3DS one. Uh I think they could if they remade Return to Dreamland that might be cool, the uh, Wii game. But I don't know. We'll see what we'll see what they have in in store for this year. But we do know that we've got Forgotten Land coming out in a few months. Yeah. Uh and it So we'll see. I'm excited. I'm excited for this game, and maybe there will be more games. Uh, I'm sure, sadly, with Nintendo's track record for anniversaries, uh, it'll just be a Tetris 99 skin. And uh, Look, give it to me. I want it. You know, and an eShop uh, lay cover over, uh, you know. Kirby you know, Gourmet we'll, we'll Race 99. I don't know how that would work, but. Jeez. I mean, I guess uh, actually it could work because it would, but it would basically be the same as what Mario ninety nine was, where you're running through the courses and by. Like, I would collecting. be so down for that. What yeah. about a Kirby? I, I think they could they could figure out a way to do it, like a top down Kirby uh, battle royale where you suck up other Kirby's and yeah you and get, get bigger. bigger, like the like the whole game yeah. kind yeah. of yeah. I don't know how that would you work. Could do that. But I'd play it. I mean, you just described it. There's not much yeah. to it. You could someone. There's like a million things on the on the app store that are that game. Yeah, <laughs> but they're not Kirby flavored. Yeah, exactly, know? exactly. It's it's strange. Kirby is this weird, uh, like you said, set like this weird dark spot in my Nintendo gaming lexicon. I I have not. I played Kirby Dream Course. Uh, and that was, that's basically it. So odd. Uh, it's just, yeah. I don't know. Complete blank spot. See, Kirby is the, like, I would say the one Nintendo series that I'm, was most familiar with as a kid besides Pokemon. Like, I didn't care too much for Zelda or Mario or anything else. Jesus. But Kirby, I was (laughs) all on breaking me. i like the christmas that i got my ds light i got squeak squad the, like the same uh day and i beat that game like within 24 hours like i i was very on to kirby and did not care about anything else back then all right yeah forest is our kirby guide i guess 
Um, I'll play Superstar before uh, I play Forgotten Land. I would I say promise. Superstar is the best in the series. Like, yeah. absolutely give yeah, that a shot. It's the best game. So. It's the best game ever. I wonder if... The, uh, I'll tell you what, Kirby 64, though, is a bad game. Agreed. You know, the, probably Kirby 64 will get put on Nintendo <laughs> Switch Online. Yeah, I imagine uh, it will. And, I don't know why uh, they would, but they probably will. You know, and maybe they'll sell, like, you know, limited mint uh, NFTs of Kirby. Um, mm. And that would be terrible. Uh, so, Stalker 2, which is the interesting-looking Russian RPG game that was announced as going to be coming to Xbox, uh, was delayed until the end of this year. It was supposed to come out first half of this year. Um, after they announced that they were going to have NFT uh, capabilities in the game, and then they got booed so loud on the internet uh that they backed down and are like we're removing it but it means we have to delay the game which uh, is that's okay i what the heck was the implementation going to be that it's going to it, take so was, much to get rid it, of it it was never like clear. it must it, it it must have been that like you only can think is that there is a loot system in the game and all of the loot were nfts and so now they have to reprogram everything or something like that but either would be either, a terrible system yeah i don't know it's, it's weird i i don't know what it is that caused the or maybe they were going to use the nft money to ramp up production faster um like use the money uh -huh. from selling them to fund getting the game built quicker um maybe something like that uh but um yeah, just you know, hey, it's a it's a win though. We're, we, the internet beat NFTs in this one instance. Thank uh, God. I still get advertised uh, l lucky goats or something all the time on Twitter for some reason. I've uh, started reporting every ad that I see. Good, oh, nice. good, because uh, I, I really want the algorithm to not feed me crap. <laughs> um, so, <sighs> all right. Um. Jeez, I, I'm not going to go down this rabbit hole. If you think that buying an in-game item and thinking it's going to move over to other games, uh, it's not possible. I can't remember what celebrity was touting this uh, like a week ago, but they got dragged on Twitter really nicely uh, because they were like, how great is it going to be when you can buy a beanie in a game and carry it over to other games and that's just not how it's going to work uh it's impossible but whatever uh possible next gen version of apex legends is got kind of leaked on the playstation store which thank you again based sony playstation <laughs> store just you never hear yes. anything leaking from the xbox store no the x the playstation yeah, store is great. just a leaky sieve yeah just <laughs> You can find Xbox's store is sealed shut, <laughs> but the Switch store is full of shovelware, so you can't so even you can't parse even, out what's yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> you couldn't even find a leak if you wanted because the whole thing is damp. Uh, the Sony store, uh, you can just, you know, probably get their catalog for the next two years if you dig hard enough. Uh, yeah. There's there's definitely uh, gold in them dar hills. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, uh, it got, it's, it's, you know, it says all the good things it's supposed to, 120 frames per second, possibly higher resolution, um, etc. I just want the game to look better, dear God. The more yes, I play Apex, <laughs> the more I play Apex versus other Battle Royale games I play, I'm like, God, this just, it still looks good, but it just looks dated. Uh, and it's so bothersome because my friends play on PC and they're, they can cross play with the high me, life. And I know that that game looks better on there. Dang it. I know that it does. And I'm playing on the series X. I shouldn't have the same shaders as an X, as a Xbox one. I'm better than that. You're literally on another level. I'm on another level. I'm built different. <laughs> Let me enjoy the power I have. Uh-huh. And, you know, the game is shiny. Let it be more shiny, please. Uh, the new maps, the new map looks fantastic. I'm desperately hoping that this next gen version breathes life back into Apex for Seth because I would love to play it again with him so that he could see the new map and the way that they've changed the old ones. Um, but yeah, uh, Apex Legends. Hopefully that next gen version comes. Um, yes. Maybe and, that and will so, get me back in the swing of it. And and also surprisingly, I, I wanted to talk about a little bit. Um, I feel like every time, uh, every time we record, I've bought a new Fortnite skin or uh, something. But Apex Legends has straight up not had any like tie-in stuff. Any tie-ins. Yeah, it's fantastic. Which is so interesting. It's a very, like, an insular product. Like, it is its own bubble. Right. And what I I think is... They don't want it to be Fortnite. Well, I I understand that, but they haven't even done, like... um, How do I explain this? Like, they haven't even gone, like, the Smite route, where they reskin their champions as another character because they have like a similar power like you know how smite does like the transformer skins or like the avatar the last airbender skins and you know they basically like it's like not sick because this would look freakish but it's like if you took octane and tried to reskin him as sonic or something (laughs) like there's nothing that would be horrific i know it would Um, but i don't know or like do octane is the flash yeah that's where i thought you were gonna go Um, with it but there's you know even areas where they could do something like that they still haven't done it and it it intrigues me it's good i I think it's good does not need those no i don't think it does i it's just something i've noticed lately that it's a like every game seems to be doing these team ups and like what what made me think about is Halo even has skins um that are based off of like uh the Halo I was going to say LCS but that's League uh like the Halo eSports teams you can buy the eSports teams uh, yeah. colorways for your Spartan armor um well that is a that's a thing that makes sense 
It is it is different than yeah. than like fully licensed. But I, you know, I would bet eventually that a helmet and halo is going to be the doom guy helmet or something i would like that just seems like that's going to be a thing yeah um and i could be wrong and they don't mix like that but i don't know i i i i don't think it's a bad thing it's just something i noticed it was something that that my brain picked up so uh Mm. speaking of halo there is more modes being added to this game all the time. Uh, Seth, there's a really interesting mode that just dropped. Is I can't it, remember the it name Dreadnought? of it. No, it's called a uh, attrition. Uh, yes. Um, so each Ooh. each side starts with ten respawns. Attrition. Eight. Eight respawns. Yes. And then once those eight respawns are gone, uh, it you. You have to revive your teammates. Yeah, otherwise it just becomes like a search and destroy match from Call of Duty. Right. Um, So it is best two out of three. Um, And if you don't finish the round within three minutes, a circle starts to close in you a lot like a storm and a battle royale. That's... When you were saying that, I was like, this sounds familiar to me. And it's because there is that exact mode with that exact name in Titanfall 2. Really? Mm. Yeah. Huh. There's the crossover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's the crossover. Um, but I, I think it's a really fun mode. I know that you're probably not going to ever pick up the Halo Infinite multiplayer, but, you know. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. I'm having a good time. Even without doing the challenges, but if I don't have uh, someone inviting me to play, then I'm going to play for challenges and then bounce to another game with challenges. Because uh, in my brain, it's when I'm not challenges, I know I and, like that. Just got me you, thinking. Like back in the day, I used to just play these multiplayer modes for fun. Like there was an active time where I, I said I do not care about my challenges, but I do that. I play for fun and don't care about the challenges when I'm playing with my friends. Yeah, but I mean, but like... if I'm playing by myself... Like, but I mean, like, there was a time where, like, my mindset for playing multiplayer games was vastly different than what it is currently. Yeah. I and mean, me too. It's just so weird to think back on but, that now. But I also used to play Guitar Hero 3 for eight <laughs> hours a day. I was like uh, that one too. With no one, <laughs> like it was the same game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Seth can attest to this. Uh, mm-hmm. And I can still show you if you want to go to a David Buster's. And uh, it's not something I should be proud of, but I'm good at that I'm game. I'm proud of you for um, it. It's God. Yeah. I'm not proud of you, but I'm also not disappointed. Oh, thanks. Mm. Uh, it is nice twist. It is always a, a thing to <laughs> play guitar hero at David Buster's, and then a stranger walks by and goes, "Wow, really?" Yeah. <laughs> that's, it's like, great. Thank you. Uh, yes, but I I don't have any other way to play guitar hero yeah. three. So if I'm at David Buster's, I just pop like two or three tokens in and play that game for a couple songs. Nice. Um, it's crazy that there's probably a whole bunch of people in those Dave and Buster's who only know Guitar Hero from those 
man you're right don't say such things yeah no he's right i know i just don't want to think about it um (laughs) it's sad how do i get the job to be like you know there's people that travel to ddr machines to attract people to the machine yeah i want to be that guy for for guitar Guitar hero Hero. if only guitar hero was an active series like in that episode of south park what was that thing yeah i don't know i don't i I barely watch South Park. Yeah, not my kind of show. Um, oh, but there was an episode about it. <laughs> um, okay. I can only imagine that animation dealing with someone playing DDR, though. Uh, it's got to be interesting. No, I was talking about Guitar Hero. Sorry. Oh, okay. Not, D- not DDR. Um, although I'm sure they have to have done DDR in that show. Yeah, probably. They've done everything. Uh, so... Let's see. Halo is adding more modes. They're experimenting with pricing. So they're they've realized that the the stuff in their shop is too expensive. So they're like figuring it out. Uh same thing with everything else. They're trying, figuring it out. Trying to figure out what is the highest amount that they can reasonably charge that people won't get mad. Or, you know, will actually just buy cuz I wasn't willing to spend like Twenty dollars for a different color, but I'll yeah. spend like ten, sure. Um, but whatever, it's re- it looks really cool. It's neon and it's black and neon pink. It's great. Um, we all love Kingdom Hearts, and we all don't love possibly the Kingdom Hearts Integrum true. Master Edition for Cloud. Well, I can't say whatever I don't love called. it, but I can say. I'm not going to buy it. Yeah, it is uh, $90 for the whole combo, $140 if you buy each game separately. Um, And it's coming out February 10th. Um, But this will be the whole game, or the whole series of games for the most part. Some of them will be digested in movies. Um, These are the the collections you can buy on disc for the Xbox for like $30. Yeah. And the PlayStation and the PlayStation. Like I, I've gotten that collection on sale for, I think $15 before for the whole thing. Yes. For the whole thing. The all in one. Yeah. It was either 15 or 20. Um, It, it really is. I don't, Like, I, I want to say that I don't understand how you do that. I obviously do understand because this is, you know, this is uh, this is what happens every time something like this. They, of course, they're going to charge a, an absorbent amount for this because it's releasing on a console that doesn't have any other Kingdom Hearts games on it. Uh, but the fact that you can buy this thing for, like, 25 bucks new on other consoles is, I don't know. They just gave it a, a a fake Latin name, and they're like, "Oh, it's a new product, so we're gonna make it the most ridiculously pricing ever, and it won't even play well." Right, because it's the cloud version. Yeah, it's very silly. Uh, not sure what the uh, yeah, not sure what the idea is here. Um, it's a really great kickoff to the 20th anniversary of Kingdom Hearts. Oh, yeah, which is, you know, we'll hear about more on April 10th. Yep. I'm waiting with bated breath. Um, but, you know, Kingdom Hearts coming February 10th to your Switch. Uh, don't buy it thinking you can play it offline. 
<laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's the tagline. Um, or at a good frame rate. Right. A uh, couple of quick notes before we get to the last big piece of news. Uh, Netflix's Cuphead show was announced. As, it's been announced, but it's coming February 18th. Oh. And uh, so that's soon. Um, so hopefully that's good. I think it will be good. Uh, and Banjo-Kazooie is coming to Nintendo Switch Online and Expansion Pack on January 20th. Or plus Expansion hey. Pack on January 20th. So tomorrow. Yeah, um, that'll be fun. I yeah, it's going it. to be great. Uh, maybe I'll play it again. Uh, I'll have to buy Nintendo Switch Online plus Expansion Pack. But uh, yeah, I haven't bought it yet because I just haven't. Um, but the last big piece of news happened yesterday morning. I woke up, I looked at my phone, and I won't say the expletive, but all I saw was a bunch of gaming journalists saying WTF, and they were obviously shaken, but none of them were referencing what they were losing their mind over. And then I had to scroll through the timeline a little bit to see old Jason Schreier posting about uh, Microsoft buying Activision uh, for $78.5 billion. Give or take. Yeah. 68.5. 68.5. Almost pushing 70. Roughly 70 billion. Almost 10 10 times what they paid for Bethesda. (laughs) Uh, which is hard to believe because when they bought Bethesda, we all we thought, were like, wow, "Wow, that's a lot." Um. So what? What well, do I... we? What do we think? Well, obviously, immediately uh, I was surprised. <laughs> it. Uh, I, I'm yeah, still, I'm still like in shock about it. Like, yeah, I... still definitely processing it. It's, it's weird. Um, you. Th- I don't know, you don't think of of these AAA developers to be you like you don't think of them as things that can be acquired like you think yeah, of them right. as, as as these massive entities that do acquiring like um, there was a very solid bit of time where I considered my or uh Activision to be like the third big pillar in the game industry like knocking out one of the main big three like this was something that i like like you said you just you don't think of this ever happening like this doesn't happen but now yeah like there i guess there's a precedent for it now Uh, so i'm very curious to see how activision is technically valued higher than nintendo like I said, there was a time that's where not, I actively considered them. Yeah. Um, I mean, Activision is a bigger company than Nintendo. Yeah. yeah. I just... It, yeah, it's it's weird. I don't know. It kind of makes me worry for like the future of the industry, though. Like, We'll see. The thing is, I, I'm not sure this will even go through. It's possible that it will. It's possible that it won't. Because uh, this is consolidating... Uh, Technically, at this point, like, too many studios under one umbrella. Yeah. Um, but apparently, there's been a lot of 
you can dig through them. Kotaku has done reporting. IGN has done reporting. Polygon has done reporting on um, some of the inner workings of this. And apparently Bobby Kotick was uh, seemingly looking to sell uh, because he needed to be fired. He needs it out. Um, Wait, I, I thought I read the opposite, that he was not looking to sell the company, but because of the situation that he had kind of placed the company in, he didn't really have the okay, backing so that's, among, right. uh, among the board to prevent a sale. Um, so I think that the, this, the amount that Activision has been in the news and that Bobby Kotick specifically has been in the news about his behavior and his, like, the the abusive climate that he has created at Activision. I think that it allowed Microsoft to see a situation that in any other circumstance would not exist and for them to just go balls to the wall and be like, all right, we're just, we're going to do this crap. Um, yeah. And uh, initial reports said that Kotick was going to remain the CEO, but it does look like it it apparently is expected that after the after the acquisition is complete he is going to leave he's going to get his golden parachute and go do whatever the heck rich people do um so yeah i don't know i am also of the hope that maybe this won't it, it would be nice if like the ftc would i don't know get some antitrust stuff going on this but i don't i don't think it's it doesn't seem like it's something that they're wholly interested in doing these days, so I don't know. Microsoft uh, yeah, is always I, the company that ends up in these discussions of antitrust I, I, and I, I, yeah. monopoly stuff. I do also agree that it, I, I don't think it's good for all of these studios to be con- sort of consolidated under one giant corporation. Um, yeah, it's, it, you know, the, the even... And it's not even it's not it's not it's not just about autonomy and development. It's it's just like you know all of the everything is sort of being consolidated into these few mega corporations around the world, and it's it's not great. Um, so I don't know. Right. We'll see. Yeah. But apparently, it's it's not the acquisition will not be complete until like next year. Um, yeah, beginning so, of next year. Yeah, I even saw oh. like. 2024 somewhere so i don't know uh obviously these these things take a long time um and of course gaming wise like whenever xbox buys something the first thing you think about is uh game pass um but uh, considering like the timeline i don't think that we'll be seeing these games um we'll be seeing like call of duty on game pass anytime soon Um, yeah and apparently the Bloomberg sources up, uh, expect that many, uh, or at least um, certain IPs under Activision, Microsoft will al- still allow them to uh, be sold on PlayStation consoles, which we'll see. We we heard that about Bethesda too, and then they quickly flipped toward no, we're just, we're going to be exclusive to Xbox. Yeah, I could see a world where Warzone is still multi-platform. And uh, maybe even 
some of the multiplayer, but uh, like campaigns are exclusive or something, which no one plays the campaigns anyway. My main hope, <clears throat> A, if this does go through, is that the working conditions improve and that... Um, so at this point, Activision, uh, the employees under Activision have been trying to unionize um, or at least getting efforts together. And hopefully they still do that. Um, I think that would be great. And uh, I also hope that High Moon comes out of this and is not a Warzone support studio anymore. Yep. Uh, like maybe that would be great. Uh, but who knows? Um, you know, it's it's crazy because I, I, on one hand, think this is a. It's also just a hilarious amount of money because my I, brain can't comprehend any of it. Yeah, I. Um, and I can't pretend to know trade commission laws and stuff like that i just know from from here in my apartment uh that it does seem like too much uh and it seems like for one company to have too much uh but it also i feel like if it was gonna happen i you know I, it was either gonna be microsoft or tencent i assume you know, at the end of the day. I'm thankful it's not Tencent. Right. Yet. Like, it's... You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's just still worrying, weird... though. Right. Yeah, yeah it's not great. Because <clears throat> um, this also comes on the heels of uh, Take-Two just acquired Zynga. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, they acquired... What that is that right, Sith? Do you know about that? Take yeah, I believe so. Certainly a much um, less high profile uh, acquisition, right? And but yeah, but still bringing things, <clears throat> you know, under under one banner. Um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, I <laughs> I can't pretend to know what happens. Uh, it'll be nuts. Um, but I, I, I mean, we'll see. I don't know. It's going to be a weird world to think of if like Call of Duty becomes platform exclusive. It's going to be strange. Yeah. And, and it won't be till like years down the line to see what the repercussions of this deal are. If it, if it does indeed complete. Yeah. Right. And at that point, does Sony, cause Sony is supposedly gearing up their own game pass like competitor. Uh, does Sony just buy Ubisoft or EA no, at this no, point? I've, like, or just <laughs> allow Game Pass onto their platform? Like, if Xbox is like, "Hey, you know, you pay us a certain amount of money, but we'll allow, we'll let you have, our, we'll let you so, have the library." Yeah, it becomes a true Netflix of gaming, like people say, um, and like that's if that's where that goes. That's weird. That'd definitely yeah. be crazy. Yeah. Because everyone always has said that we're they're they always joke about waiting for the Game Pass on Switch announcement. And <laughs> um, I'd be so furious if it came to 
PS PlayStation before it came to Switch. Yeah, exactly. Especially because there's way more of a working relationship between right. yeah. Microsoft and Nintendo. Um, but you know, we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, we are, uh, but uh, ants watching giants move on this, <laughs> uh, which is frustrating. But you know, it's 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 how it is. Um, and and I won't pretend to know more than I do. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't feel I feel like that's disrespectful to you, the listener, for me to try to pretend that I know how it's like works. But um, with that, uh, look forward to next week with us talking about uh, I almost said Resident Evil Outbreak. Yo, but it's Outbreak is old too. I know. <laughs> like, am I? Tom Clancy's Rainbow, Rainbow Six. Six Extraction. Yes. Yes. The R. The R threw me off. Um, R. R. Uh, so Rainbow Six Extraction, um, and I'm sure that all of us will have played a little bit of something else um, by then, um, and maybe some other insane gaming news will drop between now <laughs> and then. Who knows? Because uh, geez, that's it's. I guess now's the time. Uh, So with that, we will talk at you next week. Bye. Goodbye. See ya.